We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and it's Tuesday the 30th of May, 2023. And I'm Wentz. And you are listening to The New Blurt. I can't take it anymore. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to The New Blurt. You absolutely are listening to the new blurt. Good evening uh, to you, or good afternoon, or good day, wherever you may be listening. Tonight I'm coming to you from a wintry country, Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. And I respectfully acknowledge the traditional traditional owners of the land on which I live and work, the Yagra and Turpal people. Sovereignty was never ceded. Good evening, uh, Wensi. How are you going, my friend? Uh, not too bad, young sir. Um, yeah, a bit warmer today. Oh, yes, I noticed you've just got the uh, T-shirt got on. but uh, T-shirt on. <clears throat> Cranked up the heater in the room, so that way I'm not cold. <laughs> uh, you should have been down here. We, we were generating our own heat. Uh, we're getting um, uh, plate, plates to rub together to form an earthquake. So, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did hear about the uh, the little tremor that you had on Sunday evening night. Yes, it was a Sunday night. You know, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was Sunday night because oh, I was watching the uh, Formula One Monaco race. So, ah, uh, oh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, Not that I felt to put my sister time. Sorry, What's what that? was that? I was just saying that it's not that I felt it, but I heard about it because my sister messaged me while I was. Uh, trying to watch the Formula One. So that's how I knew about it. Oh, right. That must have been upsetting for you. <laughs> did, no. did you did you sort of go, wow, and then straight back to your uh, Formula One? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anything damaged? You know I mean? No. Okay, move on. It, it wasn't. It wasn't particularly scary down here. I mean, I um, I I slept through it, so I didn't even know that uh, we had one until um, until. Well, I sort of. I thought. I I thought I dreamt something, which was mm. I thought that I dreamt India coming in um, and being upset, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I thought, oh, that's a weird ass dream or whatever. And um, and then Ness sort of trying to deal with it all and um and i was like um no no i woke up in the morning and ness said did you know we had an earthquake and i was like you what i said oh right okay so now now i understand what's going on but Mm. um must have been talk of the town yeah i suppose it was a little bit of talk of the town but yes no no big deal no there's no damage apparently um Mm. there wasn't any was there any any damage to uh betty's burgers on chapel street (laughs) <laughs> a Remember reference to ago. last time when we had a pretty serious earthquake that was a yeah. six so that was pretty serious mm. um but still only one building went down yeah yeah so yeah interesting in itself but this one was in sunbury three kilometers down and apparently it was felt as far south as hobart oh wow i did not yeah know yeah that. yeah and it was felt in hawthorne too mm. 
I didn't think Hawthorne would be, be you know, I, I thought they'd be too elite to get an earthquake, but there you go. So <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it happens to, happens to the best of us. Yes. Happens to the best of us. Actually, talking. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And talking about happening to the best of us, uh, your 95 year old friend. Didn't do too well. No, sadly to say, um, 95-year-old lady who, uh, grandma who got tasered by New South Wales police, um, lost a battle for her life last week. Um, we did talk about her on the show last week and we were hoping she was going to pull through, but sadly she did not make it. So valet to, um, to her and, yeah, not a good outcome. No, no, it's not a good outcome at all. Um, uh, they uh, do some investigation and, uh, you know, check out the education programs on, on how to deal with dementia, et cetera, because that was a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer she had, but depending on how bad her dementia was, it's probably not the worst thing to happen because no, really bad dementia no. is pretty terrible i mean uh, i was talking about my um uh father-in-law i think a week or so ago regarding dementia but my other um half's grandma had it as well and i remember being around um and she had to be looked after all the time because she'd just leave the kettle on all mm. the time and she'd leave the stove on and she'd yeah. leave pans on the stove and you know all these sort of things and yeah just too easy to hurt yourself, kill yourself, whatever. So, um, yeah, not not brilliant. But you did have some show and tell, I believe. Um, I did. Regarding a yeah. mobile phone in India. Yeah. Um, how far would you go to retrieve your, your lost phone? Um, one Indian official uh, who's a food inspector was out picnicking at a dam and taking selfie and um, brand new Samsung Galaxy 23 Ultra, so the big expensive one. Okay, um, so this is in India, yeah? This is in India. And, wow, so um, this guy's got some coin then. Yeah, he, he must, because it wouldn't be cheap over there. Um, no. Yeah, so he's taking a selfie, and, yeah, the phone ended up in the dam. And what did he do? Did he cut his losses? No. He decided to... Did he? Oh, he decided to get no, no. He decided. I, I imagine he decided to get really poor people to dive in there for him and That's swim right, he through did the crap and get his phone. I bet you he yeah. did try to do that. He did, but he, he that did. wasn't successful. So what was that step didn't two? Work? No, right, okay. no. So, so step two was what? To, well, what could you do? I mean, is how many? How many? How many million liters or whatever? Two million liters of water. What could you to, possibly do if the poor people yeah. couldn't? You know, get your phone out. Exactly. Let's find out what, what happened. Let's have a look how he did it. To retrieve his lost phone has led to his suspension in Chhattisgarh. 32-year-old Rajesh Vishwas stationed in Chhattisgarh's Kanker district was suspended from duty after draining approximately 21 lakh litres of water from a reservoir in search of his recently purchased phone, which was worth 95,000 rupees. The incident took place at Paralkot Reservoir in Pakhanjur, where Vishwas had gone for a picnic with his friends. While attempting to capture a selfie, his phone accidentally slipped from his grasp and plunged into the reservoir. Local villagers volunteered to search the 10-foot-deep reservoir for the lost Volunteer. device. Right. 
Vishwas said that the villagers approached him with the idea of partially draining the water so that they could recover his phone. Oral permission was granted by the STO. Vishwas then rented a diesel pump for rupees 7,500 and commenced the water extraction process, removing approximately three feet of water over the course of two days. <laughs> Dr. Priyanka Shukla, the Kanke collector, subsequently suspended him from duty. How uh, big are your yeah. kaholis to even even think about doing that? Um, I know. I know he must have a bit of clout in in the uh, local council there. I mean, that's just that's just. I mean, I I've, I have no words for that. It's just so <laughs> selfish. It's just so completely self-absorbed, isn't he? Um. Oh my goodness gracious, that was an interesting one though. But talk about interesting. Behind us, my friend. Mm-hmm. National Reconciliation Week, twenty seventh of May, third of June. It is. And uh, week. that's right. All this week. It is indeed. And the theme for this week is to keep up momentum for change. The theme for National Reconciliation Week to be the voice of generations, as it says. Mm. The theme encourages all Australians to be a voice for reconciliation in tangible ways in our everyday lives where we live, work and socialise. For the work of generations past and the benefit of generations future, act today for more just equitable and reconciled country for all. Here, here, totally agree yeah, with that. Exactly. So, um, and it's obviously a big year this year, and hence why they probably use the word voice in in their theme. And yeah, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's hope let's hope that gets through this year. Well, that sort of ties in uh, quite well because our uh, magnificent live guest tonight, who will be coming up soon, Dan Illich. Um, is it is it Illich or Illich? I always just... I, I, I'd say it'll be Illich. It, it is Illich. Mm. I think it's Illich. It's, we'll have to ask anyway. him. I'm sure we, we may have I, I asked will, him. I've, <laughs> I've got this wrong before. But anyway, um, he'll be on our Green There Done That uh, segment and he'll have chat to us all about... Uh, what's happening in the climate space, but not just the climate space. The little birdie told me that um, I believe he is um, uh, helping in the Yes campaign space as well, so oh, we can okay. have a chat to him. I'm curious about that. About, yeah, no, we can have a chat to him about that as well. So uh, that should be good. That should be good. Mm. Um, now, the other thing I did want to mention is tonight after Green they've Done That, we'll talk about... Uh, great people that did stuff. Uh, I must admit, I think I didn't talk about the rundown at the start of the show, so we might have sort of well do it through the show. Um, and we're going to talk about Tina Turner and Rolf Harris. And I know that Rolf Harris is a particularly controversial figure. Mm. I absolutely get that. Um, and 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 we can talk about that controversy as well. But he he was someone that made in impact not just for the worst reasons um but he actually did make an impact for good ones as well so um something that i am trying to subscribe to going forwards more and more in in this more and more divisive world that we seem Mm -hmm. to be living in is i'm i am i'm doing my best and i'm i'm just starting on this journey and and the journey is to be able to articulate arguments with people that maybe have a complete adverse 
opinion is so much so that it might uh, almost make me angry because of what they actually believe in. But um, I think the only way we can go forward, especially like Voice for Generations, I mean, mm. and he, I suppose even Asho, I mean, Asho is quite a progressive show, but there's no point us just yelling into an echo chamber. You know, we've got no. to try to reach people that don't agree with us. Exactly. On, on certain um, uh, topics and subjects, etc. So that's, um, yeah, that's something that uh, I've been, uh, I've sort of been um, wrangling with at the moment. Mm. And um, it sort of ties in because I'm reading Stan Grant's, I've just started his yeah, yeah. Um, latest book. And um, he sort of lulls you into a false sense of security early. Mm. And then two pages in, it just goes, bang and uh you're you're into it and um yeah it's it's uh i don't so rips the band-aid off real quick does he oh yes he does yes yes he does and um you know i don't like to say it's a a tough a tough read because what himself and his family and his generation etc have gone through is is far (laughs) far tougher than reading the book he actually had to write because mm. of, you know, what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it is, it, it's a, it's a pretty fascinating uh, read, especially how it's written. And the, the interesting thing is, I was talking to Ness about this last night. The interesting thing is that when I read it, I feel like Stan is reading it to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and interesting. I can I can hear his voice uh, mm. reading the words, and it, it gives it even more poignancy. So it's 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 really really interesting. But um, no, it's it, it seems to be well. I'm sure it will be a fantastic um, fantastic book. Good it's read. interesting because yeah, absolutely. Uh, because the other half is reading a book called Sand Talk at the moment, and um, that's got uh, very much an indigenous. Um, uh, flavor as well oh. as a want of a better word. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we're both we're both reading things in, in slightly different um, areas, but mm. with a, an indigenous um, sort of theme as such, which yeah. is pretty good considering it's natural, National Reconciliation Week, um, and obviously we promoted the Yes campaign. Now yeah. we just spoke about our um, illustrious guest Dan uh, Illich, so we will now bring him in on our segment. Green there, done that. Instant. These fires are certainly not a function of climate change, they're just a function of life in Australia. Why would a scientist want to change people's vote? I mean, this, this is, you saw the spin over the past week as they drip fed. The report that came out last month, which found one in four Americans, is sceptical. It's done that on the new blurb with Wincy and the Gex. Good evening, Dan. G'day. How are you, fellas? Good Hello. to be with you. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's always good to be back. It's good to be somewhere. <laughs> it's always good to be somewhere. I, I see you've taken over the CEO role of um, Qantas. Well, someone has to, don't they? I mean, <laughs> podcasts don't make themselves, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've got to fund the show somehow. Can we get some yeah. uh, cheap tickets or free tickets, please, then? <laughs> Let me think about that. I'll, I'll, I'll pop forward you to my chief of operations officer, and okay. they, uh, they'll deal with it. It's not more Excellent. of a, it's not a me question. It's not a me question. 
<laughs> so, look, great story out of Korea um, this week where uh, a, a, a guy who had just been made redundant from the cops um, had, was suffering a bit of PTSD, a bit of stress, and he got up and as the plane was landing in South Korea, opened the um, emergency door and... <laughs> The, the whole back of the plane was treated to gusts of wind as the plane was landing. And uh, I, I think that's a good thing. I think that's, you know, if, if, if you're feeling anxious and trapped on a plane, just get out, you know, at any, at any height. Um, he said to the cops that he was feeling suffocated. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I understand where you're coming from. You know, if you need to get out, just get out. Because no one wants you there. No one wants a, a, someone down in the dumps on their flight. You know, the, you know, if you're feeling a bit, you know, a bit off, just get out at any yeah. point. Yeah. Treat it the same way as my dad used to treat me when he took us on car rides. If you don't like it, I, I can leave you off here yep. and you, you can, can walk, walk home from here. Yeah. yeah, I do that to my kids now, even though they're late teens. Still oh, doing how, how do they go? How do they cope with it? Uh, they just will start behaving. Either way, okay. it works. It still right. works. There you go. Well... Uh, parenting tricks uh, for the ages. So, Dan, since we uh, saw you last, I think you've pretty much been uh, all over the east uh, coast, I believe. You've been right up to Brisbane, obviously down to Melbourne with the Comfest um, in all the different uh, states. Um, how, did, how did it all go in the end, uh, doing a rational fit? Great. Uh, look, no, great shows. Brisbane was really fun. Adelaide was great, and then Melbourne was Melbourne was really good. Melbourne was a great show. We had, had a great time. So it was, um, you know, look, we lost a lot of money in Adelaide. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, we almost made that money up in Melbourne. Almost made that money up in Melbourne. But Brisbane was a very profitable show, so it was fine. It was absolutely fine. I really, really wanted to go to the Brisbane, but had um, some work that night, so I couldn't really attend, which was a shame. Oh, that's okay. It was a great Next show. Week. It was really, really fun. 90 minutes of doing comedy about science and um, and climate change and uh, and gas. It was just great fun. It was really interesting. The people at the, the World uh, Science Week were like, it's amazing. You know, when we booked this show, we didn't know if you could do a comedy show um, about science for 90 minutes, but, um, it was pretty good. So yeah. they really liked it. So hopefully we'll get booked again for next year. Yeah. Did you tell them, have you ever listened to Irrational Fear? <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely knew of the show. They definitely, yeah. they definitely did their homework. And I think somebody in their office is a, is a listener. And so mm. anytime we would forward promote the show, they would tell them, they would go, Oh, Dan's already, Dan's giving us another plug. Yes. That's great. So, <laughs> I, uh, I heard that uh, pod. That's what, actually it's right up there in the echelon of your irrational features. That particular one. Um, the guests were magnificent. The um, it was you so had good. someone on. <clears throat> yeah, I think you had someone that was discovering planets. Is that right? Yeah, we had a um, we had a a person who who runs the exoplanet library at NASA. Um, so Jeez. you know that's <laughs> good. Get good. good guess. We got some pretty good guests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, also, I remember, I don't know if it's the same show, but I was listening, catching up on, on gossip as it, as it were, and I believe that you, did, were you MC at Russell Crowe's? You had some sort of gig. Are you allowed to talk about it? I believe, yeah, I mean, or? Russell's touring the country, so, you know, he's got, he's got gigs everywhere. But he invited me to MC a couple of shows, and he said, oh, just pick some dates and, you know, whatever dates you can do, come and do them. 
I said, well, I'll do the Sydney dates because I'll be in Sydney. I couldn't do, initially couldn't do the ones coming up now because um, I was due to have surgery, but I caught that surgery has been pushed back to, to September because at Russell's gig, I think I caught COVID. Uh, and so, uh, my surgery has been pushed way back. Wow. <laughs> but it's great. No, I, I emceed, yeah, I emceed a couple of gigs at the Bridge Hotel in in Sydney for Russell. Hmm. It was great. He pulled some incredible acts, like a couple of Irish acts I'd never heard of before. They were fantastic. A, a cool young band from Maroubra got up and did did some stuff. They're really great. Um, and then Russell and his band were really wonderful too. So it was really great to uh, meet the great man, have a little chat with him and, um, yeah, do some old jokes in front of a new audience and uh, and do some Russell bespoke gear as well, which is also fun. So, yeah, that was really, really weird. I'm pretty sure I caught COVID smoking a spliff with Rizza backstage. That's what uh, <laughs> the I'm going with. Rizza from the Wu-Tang Clan turned up and, and some shenanigans happened upstairs. And I'm pretty sure there are too many people to have a COVID safe after party upstairs. And I'm pretty sure that's how I caught it. That's how I caught it. <laughs> Well, if you if you got it that way, that is a fantastic story to tell your kids in um, years to come. Yeah, Russell, who? <laughs> <laughs> I remember COVID though. <laughs> you yeah, never bang on, you never stop banging on about it, Dad. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, COVID. Oh, you said. Oh, we always talk about how COVID was bad. Yeah, but what about the AI wars of 2043? Completely, yeah, yeah exactly. Completely blew up our whole town. Yeah, you talk about COVID. I would have thought the AI wars would be like 2028 20, or 30, even sooner. I reckon they'll be taking over the world pretty soon. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, one of the yes, one of the things I wanted, I was curious about. Do you do you enjoy doing live gigs, or do you prefer like like, like that emceeing and comedy, or do you prefer doing podcasting? Uh, oh, I love the live stuff. Like it's, it's mm. best. You know, I um, I love it. It's great. It's great fun. Uh, you came to our Melbourne show. You had a good time, didn't you? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> It was really good. <laughs> yeah, I try to build a try to build like a like a really fun environment for the audience. And um, something about live is so special because you can see the audience in the eye. You can pull them all together. You can emceeing live is a really fun experience. And I don't mind. Some people hate the MC job. I love the MC job because you get to build you get to build the night. You are like you're like the, the captain of the ship, and you're kind of. Um, shepherding people through an experience, you're letting them know what's coming up, you're making them feel good, making them, making the audience hopefully participate in a way that is great for the other performers. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I love it. It's it's really great. Like it's a it's a real fun um, experience. And when we do a rational fear, I always try and build the shows in a way that is similar. Like it, it, mm. it can start strong, has good bits, has mm. a serious bit, and it can end strong and then make people feel really good at the end and leave people. If you can leave people on a high and make them feel good at the end of the show and as they, as they leave, they say, gee, that was a good show. Then that's, mm. that's a good, that's a good job done. So there's a bit of art, there's a bit of a dark art to creating those kind of environments. And um, I've been doing it for years. So it's, um it's a real joy. It's a real joy. And there's, Speaking of AI, I was having this conversation with uh, Rupert Dagas today, who does a lot of the voiceovers on our show. Mm. And I said, you know, that emceeing live is a real skill that AI won't be able to replicate anytime soon. No. Real, Have you, you used know, ChatGPT for some of the material just to get you oh, started? Oh, let me tell you. I, yes, I, I use ChatGPT all the time now. It's an indispensable part of my workflow, and mainly 
particularly if I'm doing corporate work and I don't mm. have any brain space uh, to think of actual jokes that will get rejected. So ChatGPT yeah. gives you a list of wonderful jokes that are completely safe that no brand will ever it will, it will never say fuck off to. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, yes, I, I use ChatGPT. We're, we're a big user on it here sometimes too. When we, when I remember, at least I try to. <laughs> cool. But even even for work, I know Kexter uses it for his work and because we both work in IT, so I know it's definitely really advantageous for that. Oh, right. Um, do, you, yeah. do you guys um, have automated responses like uh, on the text line? Do you have use ChatGPT to say, press the any key? <laughs> Where's that? Have you Where's tried that? restarting? No. <laughs> is it plugged in we've said that about this show quite a few times i'll tell you the yeah. tech we've been having the last few weeks oh my god um i don't know if Bloody the internet is getting worse or yeah, everyone's so using chat gpt it's probably yeah it could be. but um could be. Well, i think i did want to ask i think uh just recently uh you produced um a video for megan davis for the yes campaign how did you did they did they come to you or, like, do you know people in the campaign? Are you part of the campaign? No, I'm not part of the campaign, but that is a uh, a great piece that I've made for uh, UNSW Center for Ideas. It's called 10 Minute Genius. Over the last couple of years, I've made two series of this show where um, this, the UNSW's superstar academics boil down an idea, a complex idea, in under 10 minutes. And um, the idea is you you you'd learn something from a genius in under 10 minutes. So I kind of created this show for them and, and shot so many shot and produced and directed so many of these kind of wonderful um, clips that are all online on, on YouTube um, with superstar academics. Megan Davis is just one of them. So Megan, we went back and forth with her office, trying to get her in a, in a studio in Sydney. We just couldn't kind of do it. And we ended up shooting in a garage in, in Brisbane uh, on a green screen and, we didn't even have an auto cue for her and she just riffed this incredible eloquent piece on the voice and treaty, uh, you know, sold me and it's out. It's the most, all the others are completely overproduced, but this one was the most underproduced video, but because Megan is such a star, it has the most traction. And, Mm. um, if ever you are confused or, or want to kind of know more about the voice in a really way, that video is a really good example of something to watch. It's Megan Davis video. Um, uh, if you if you if you search for Megan Davis, ten minute genius, you'll mm-hmm. you'll come across it, and it's, it's okay. well worth your time. It's well worth the eight minutes, I think, um, mm. to have a, have a listen and kind of well, distill distill what the voice is all about. We'll have to put that on in our show notes for next week for this podcast. So yeah, do it. It's great. It's wonderful. It's quite moving as well. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, are you winning? Is the climate winning yet? Are you winning yet? Are we? Is Albo <laughs> being the saviour? I'm assuming all these answers are no. But I thought uh, I'd ask. Uh, I think you'll it's find, Kegster. I think you'll find that um, uh, since Albo got in, climate change no longer exists. Um, certainly. Uh, in Albo's mind, it no longer exists. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, we're not, no, we're not winning. No, it's all. Uh, unfortunately, the major parties are still in power, and uh, as many people who listen to this podcast and listen to my podcast know that the major parties are beholden to the fossil fuel industry, and yes. of course, the fossil fuel industry are still very much having their way. I was just donations, donations, some... donations. Gotta well, stop yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just looking at some old. I'm going to be recording a couple of videos <clears throat> for 
the Irrational Fear feed tomorrow and I was looking at the old script for um, the secrecy show we did at Festival of Dangerous Ideas last year, which was such a great show as well. And it got down to the point where we're talking about Witness J. And Witness J blew the whistle on, oh, Witness J, we don't know why Witness J is in jail. Witness K, sorry. Witness K blew the whistle on the East Timorese um, yes, right, yes. deal, which got torn up in 2004 at The Hague. Uh, and so they blew the whistle. The thing happened in 2004. It went all the way to The Hague. The deal got torn up and then it got renegotiated. Um, but it wasn't until 2014 when Morrison was in power that Witness K actually went to trial and and the whole thing was done in secret like a decade later. It's, mm. So if ever you were wondering just how much power the fossil fuel companies have in this country, that is a really prime example that they as soon as the sympathetic government is in power, they're not willing, they're, they're quite willing to use all of Australia's secrecy laws to bust people who upset them when they're trying to negotiate a deal um, using spy tactics. So yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty wild stuff. Um, so yeah, we are beholden to the fossil fuel industry. They're still in power, uh, and they they could be for another two years until we can upset Labor's minority and put some green and or independent climate independence in. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that, and hopefully that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, Absolutely. it's kind of a weird period right now where where it's hard to kind of get angry or motivated about it because it's still two years to go. <laughs> Mm. So yeah. your your thoughts on the teals, uh, Dan? How, how do you think um, they're they're doing in there at the moment? I mean, we obviously so many people voted for them over the um, Liberal candidates at the time. Mainly, um, that's who they replaced. Are they doing? Are they sort of down the they're, um, they're using their power really well? They're like they've managed to kind of get a lot of concessions on things. They've managed to get better legislation. They managed to pump up climate legislation where it hasn't been. They managed to uh, uh, really go into bat for um, job seeker uh, increases. So, that, I mean, there's, mm. there's so much power that they have there. And when they're all speaking, um, not all of them are aligned on the same things, um, like like uh, the tax cuts and stuff like that. I know, I know a few of them aren't aligned on that. Um, but when they're yeah, out... say a lot about that. Uh, well, certainly in my electorate, uh, yeah, uh, isn't isn't against the the, the tax cuts. Mm. <laughs> um, so there's 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 really I think it's such a really interesting mix in the parliament, and it, and what's interesting is that there's they've they've all they've single-handedly, well, with the six new ones, they've brought um, uh, gender parity to the um, uh, well, there's mm. now more women than men in um in parliament, which is amazing. So uh anyway, I think it's I think it's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And not just the Teals independence, but I think David Pocock has also done quite amazing things. Oh yeah, David uh, in the David, last few David months. Such a great, such a great um voice to have, particularly when it comes to um poor people, climate. Yeah. Um and real sensible policy. Like he's, he's, he's the guy in the Senate that's calling bullshit on a lot of stuff. He's probably yeah. the hardest working senator because he has and to he, he does it in a calm voice as well. He, he, he doesn't re, um, uh, rely on outspeaking or talking over other people. He, he just says it in a nice, calm way because that's the way he's like. 
That's, just, that's who he is. He's, yeah. David Pokemon's a very boring personality. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets very the job big done. hands. Very big yeah. hands. Yes, very big hands. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> I, I reckon he'd be my favourite uh, minister, though. Anytime you hear him speak on, I mean, he's a little bit monotone, but anytime you hear him speak on any sort of panel program. David Pocock, he's very good. Oh, and he, the, one thing about Pocock. Uh, is that he does his homework and mm. he has to because he's an independent. And so yeah. um, if you're not an independent, you don't have to work as hard as, as the independents, that's for sure. You don't have to be mm. across the detail and everything. But um, David, David's across it. He does the work so he can be a voice and, and call that bullshit when it's bullshit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you, you're talking about your Melbourne show before and I remember in that show, I think you gave away uh, a sign. Um, uh, Tim Smith in front of Tim Smith is that right? We didn't give Smith? away a sign. Um, the right. we auctioned it off for charity. <laughs> uh, ah, right, okay, okay. right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was it was a piece of fence that um, uh, there was a MP in Victoria, Tim Tim Smith. He drove drunk through a fence, um, and uh, spent a lot of time kind of obfuscating the fact he did it. Which you know, you know, he very much did. He never. He kind of took his time resigning after a lot of pressure. He resigned, um, and it was this kind of big scandal in Victoria. And the owners of the house where Tim Smith, which Tim Smith crashed into, put up this temporary fence from Bunnings, and someone went along and and hand drew the word Chappaquiddick across the fence, echoing the. Uh, the infamous moment when, when Ted Kennedy got away with murder in Martha's Vineyard. Mm. And it was a whole big scandal there. So this is like, uh, it was clearly a different bad taste joke on, mm. uh, on, on at a very different scale. No one died in this. The guy who, who drove to the bed drunk. Um, but someone knows their history. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting anyway so the owners of the fence reached out and they said hey we want to do something with this fence but we we want to auction it off for charity but we don't know how and i was like well i've got a show that needs 15 minutes to film i've got a great idea of how to do it i'll get the fence get the chappaquiddy bit framed and shoot it in a beautiful way my friend brett in Melbourne, went over to their house, did all the work for me, <laughs> shot this beautiful sign, uh, sent me the footage. I cut it up into this ad and wrote this sketch, um, like the Franklin Mint, um, to <laughs> tell, tell this, this, this sign. Uh, and it was a great sketch that I thought was really, really funny. And I voiced it. And then I was like, you know what? This voice could be better. And the only person to make this better would be Tony Martin. So I emailed Tony Martin and I asked Tony Martin if he could voice it. And he said, I hate Tim Smith. It would be my honour. <laughs> um, I can imagine was, Tony saying that too. <laughs> well, Tony, Tony was one of the people that was always tweeting for Tim Smith to resign. Um, so it was a real kind of nice uh, synchronous moment where – Tony lent his voice to the sketch. We published the sketch uh, and we launched the eBay campaign with the sketch and everything mm. on that night that you came Kegstar. And, um, and that night I think it was on the 
on the Channel Nine News on the six o'clock bulletin, which was yeah, amazing. Right. Um, nice. So that was, yeah, that was really really wild that that, that happened. Um, and, and and what was the charity and and how much was it in the end that we it raised, was bought for? Uh, the charity was the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, and we raised thirty seven hundred dollars. So, no, oh, that's no, fantastic! Ooh, that's great. Pretty, pretty good, yeah. Pretty good for a um for a just a real funny joke. So, yeah. Sometimes comedy uh, can do good too. <laughs> yes, yes. Quite often it can, can't it? Speaking of comedy, um, I was listening to you on Monga Bay podcast. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I just came across it and I just thought, oh, I'll give it a listen and realise you're on it. But you mentioned in there that, um, and we don't, we don't care if this is said here in, on our podcast, but um, you can't say fuck to Americans. Why no, well, that? that was bleeped out. You can't say cunt to Americans. Uh, is that the word? <laughs> oh, I think it was the fuck word. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't bleep is, that stuff. Fuck is fine, but, yeah, I can't say the C word. No, they, don't, uh, they hate the C word. And I just did it because he was, he was sitting here and um, yeah. it was very fun. Yeah. He's a recent Australian, is he? American? He's, but yeah, he's new. He's moved here. Yeah. He's, um, he's, yeah. He's, I think his wife got a job at um, University of New South Wales mm-hmm. or University of Sydney. And so he got to come out with her. And um, yeah. yeah. I might have to listen to that podcast. Um, we do reviews of other people's podcasts so yeah i'd have to listen to that and, oh my goodness how scary yeah. yeah it is yes we're very critical here although <laughs> we've never reviewed a bad one have we <laughs> five stars everything five stars everyone's five stars pretty much otherwise why would we listen to it <laughs> exactly. exactly so dan what's next you're a busy man what's next uh, i don't know just um taking a bit of a break because i thought i was going to have surgery um, yeah, I remember. And, yeah. and I got to move house, so that's never fun. Hopefully, we'll be back on the podcast June eight. So I've taken take, take, I took May off because I'm so exhausted from all of Confessed. the touring. Yeah, and, yeah. and COVID. Oh, and COVID last week. Yep. Um. So is that first time COVID or was that? Is that first time COVID or? It's my second time COVID. Yep. Second. second. Time. It, yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a, five vaxes in me, but I still got COVID. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, we've, we've got our millionth episode coming up in September. So I'm trying to either do a big live show in Sydney for it or do a, a big live show on the Torres, on Thursday Island in the Torres Strait. Oh, so nice. we want to get um, Yessie Mosby and a couple other folks who've done the show before uh, lots of First Nations folks and kind of do a, a big kind of First Nations, uh, have all the First Nations guests and do a show about the voice and, and climate change. Um, you you, up, did, up you did say millionth episode. Sorry, millionth download. Millionth yeah, download. that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, have you been around that long that you've made a million episodes? Well, you know, if you're, on the, if, you're on the, if you're on the ABC or you're on Listener, you kind of get a million downloads in like uh, six months or something. But it's taken us 10 years. It's not bad until you start comparing. That's, that's, yeah, that's true. when it gets bad. That's, <laughs> it. Yeah, that, that's it. I think you didn't you compare yourself to Michelle Laurie, I believe it was? And that's oh, yeah, Michelle Laurie got that. Michelle, Laurie, <laughs> Michelle Laurie put a post up saying, I don't know what this means, but 64 million, is that a lot? No, shut up, Michelle. <laughs> oh, mate, whatever. 
Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love Michelle. She's a friend of mine. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I do absolutely realize that. But that's what commercial, I mean, when you can get into the commercial side of things, um, that's what it does for you, basically. Mm. You, get, you can get that notoriety. Yeah, it turns out a show about climate change isn't exactly um, uh, a, a popular category. <laughs> no, maybe not, but hopefully you sleep better. I do, yeah. And yeah, look, it pays the bills and it's really fun. Like, um, we get to talk with great people like yourself. Yeah, and, and others, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good show. It's it's interesting. Uh, my other half's doing a, um, what they call a Masters of Business Empathy at the moment. I don't know if you've heard of that wow. course at all, Dan. But um, it's all about leaders of the future and it's very, it has a huge climate change angle, so much so that uh, Richie Merzian is in the course. Oh, wow. It's um, oh, great. I, I was meant to see him on Saturday night, but um, I um, had COVID. Oh, yeah. you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can chat to him about it next time you talk to him. But, yeah. um, but where's, it's, your partner, yeah. where's your partner doing that course through? Who's the... Who's the, who's uh, the company's called Small Giants. Okay. And, um, yeah. yeah, no, well, they're, they're, I think they're backed by the Liebermans in, um, in Melbourne. Okay, um, which is a, and they have like a philanthropic arm, as it were. Okay, and great. so <clears throat> that's what they've been um, putting their time into, etc. And uh, yeah, I mean, as all I was trying to all I was trying to say with, uh, was that the ethical uh, sort of stances that you're taking, uh, obviously, we need to. <laughs> um, and you know, just seeing Bob Brown's uh, latest movie. Have you have you seen his latest one, The Giants? I haven't. No, this is about um, the Franklin. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty sensational, actually. I think. Um, I mean, obviously, it's 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 sad as well, but um, it's about um, Bob and how he became a protester and yeah. how he still is one at 70. Because, you, you, I mean, you call yourself an activist. You've, got, you've gone out there, obviously, and actively protested, not just billboards, et cetera, but you've physically gone out there, have you? Uh, it's, I don't call myself an activist, but uh, other people are happy to throw that <laughs> label upon me. They, they do, really? don't they? With abandon, with wild abandon. Yeah. I've heard it many times. That's it, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't call myself, but, but, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't stop what people. You can't bloody change what people want to call you. So, true. Um, uh, National Reconciliation Week. Is there uh, anything you're following on that this week? Uh, with the no. Coming up or no, we've got haven't got a show. So yeah, we're kind of not, nothing, nothing planned. But yeah. I'm sorry if that helps. Does that help? No, <laughs> oh, we 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 only only just remembered this week that it was National Reconciliation Week. So, well, but... we've had with a rational with a rational fear. We've got something nice which is tied to the Patreon. So, we pay the rent with our Patreon, and any kind of money we receive, big chunks of money, we do like a five percent fee from Patreon to First Nations groups, um, like. Uh, we pay the rent to Seed Mob and Indigenous X, so we we take that five percent and distribute amongst those groups. So we kind of have it in our system. So it's kind of like a, a week 
and we try to platform lots of Aboriginal voices as well. We had Craig Quarterman on a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and other He's folks throughout the week. My mum my mom sent me a text. <laughs> I sent it to Craig because I thought it was very funny. Uh, um, my mum sent me a text saying, just listened to May 15's Irrational Fear, looked up Craig Quartermain for my own comedy education, seems like a, quote, nice, end quote, fellow like you, heart emoji. And I was like, I'm pr- and I had to call mum. I was like, mum, what did you mean by nice? Um, <laughs> he just seems nice. Seems like a nice young man like you. So I sent it to uh, Craig. I said, I checked with mum. She didn't mean to put nice in quotation marks. And Craig, what Quarterman replied with like five laughing emojis. He said, it should be seems in quotation marks. Because <laughs> that makes it better. It's like when you say, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> no, great. Exactly. It's great. So we, ho- I mean, I hope um, for National Reconciliation Week, we're not doing anything specific, specific this week, but we've got these inbuilt systems that, you know, we do pay the rent. But also heading into The Voice, we want to platform um, lots of Aboriginal people as we, mm. and Torres Strait Islander people, First Nations folks, as we head into um, October, which is going to be crunch month for The Voice. Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and that's interesting in itself because I thought it was actually meant to be done in August. So it looks like it's been delayed then. I think I think they just needed a bit more time to ramp up. So yeah, it's August is pretty soon, but I think October. Yeah, good. no, I agree. Yeah, I agree absolutely. Mm. I hundred percent agree with that. Uh, look, uh, Dan, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Um, no worries. And uh, we will see you uh, probably in 25 episodes time, maybe. <laughs> is this, is this, uh, am I on? Am I? Have you been every 25 episodes? Is what is this? What happens? <laughs> I, I, I can I, I can put a repeat booking in here, so I can do that. <laughs> Great. How many? Um, you're up to 100 and something now, aren't you? Aren't you? 125 now. Oh my God! You are. You're gonna. Not, you're, not, gonna you're gonna lap a rational fear. You're gonna be that many episodes in. Yes, but we're not lapping the downloads. So, yeah, you know. yeah. Still need to add a few more zeros to ours, but we'll get there. <laughs> we Look, do. We do. Look, uh, you know, feel free to take a month off like I've just done. It's, it's really good for your mental health. <laughs> Tempting. I can imagine that totally. I can imagine that totally. Again, thank you so much. Yep. And Thanks uh, again. we'll talk to you soon. Good Always to be with pleasure. you. Bye. All right. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. That would be a good thing to do. Mm. That would be a very much a philanthropic thing to do to help your community as well. Or plasma if you're Uh, Latin American. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) As we learned last week. We did indeed. We we did indeed. Hey, I was just thinking about something. We've got our big uh, episode sign up there, Shut the Border, Premium Calls and Quits. We haven't Mm. even talked about that yet. No, we didn't. We haven't even talked about it. No, no. So what's that about? Well, I don't know if anyone has been listening to Jimmy Reese, but Shut the Border refers to the West Australian Premier, who just yesterday, I think it was, um, uh, decided to call it quits in politics. Uh, he's had a tough time, and I think the COVID years probably took it out of him as well. 
So, yeah, it's been uh, big news for, for those who, who are following politics here in Australia. Um, I'm not sure if we've still got the Kegstar on the line. He's very much frozen on my side. Can you hear us, Kegstar? I'll take the silence as no. So it looks like I'm on my own on, at the moment. Lucky, yeah, it's good timing actually, because it happened after after we had Dan. So it's quite um, good timing. But yes, so shut the border is all about the West and we're back. politics effective end of this week so oh we've got him back here i am filling in uh that's good because i was talking the whole time i did not realize that you couldn't hear anything (laughs) couldn't hear a word couldn't even hear you talking nothing that's fantastic (laughs) i told you my network was uh, stable down here i cannot believe that's unbelievable stan uh, dan leaves dan is gone Mm. and then i lose the internet completely like I said, while you went there, it was perfect timing. It was. It was brilliant timing. <laughs> it was really, really timing. good timing. So yes. You were just talking about Mark McGowan, I assume. Yes, Mark McGowan, correct, who's called a quits. And I think he's leaving effective end of this week. So Apparently, he's leaving with a massive um, majority and quite a large surplus, I believe. Mm. But yeah. uh, but apparently there's still some problems in Western Australia, and me not being from Western Australia, I don't know exactly what they. Yeah, are. I don't know. Other than being too far away from the east coast, as being a problem, I don't know what the, those problems are. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. But that's enough of Mark McGowan. We were just explaining why our title is. We are now up yeah. for great people that did stuff. So hang in there, people. We're going to be talking about Tina Turner and the controversial Rolf Harris. Oh, we need to add your sound bites again because you disappeared. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I absolutely did. So uh, we'll I'll edit this out in the podcast. Get all obviously. that sorted quickly, and then in there, and away we go. And uh, gee, that we want. yeah, no, we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> click, uh, click, click. That's all I'm hearing. Click, yeah, click, I'm just click. having a 50, we're 52 <laughs> minutes in, so I'm just making sure I know where we are when I have to edit all of this out. Yes. 52 minutes in, so that's better. That looks good. Let's try this for great people that did stuff. To great people to Hi and welcome to great people that did stuff. That's right. Who are we focusing on this week? I think what we'll do is we'll do Rolf Harris. Um, and uh, first. That's- Start with the bad and end and with the good. Can we just? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Can we just drop the um, name of the show? Sure can. Just have the ticker. 
Trust yes. pretty Saints. Nice. Sure can. Yeah, I was going to say, that was very good. <laughs> that was very good. Sure can. Nice work. Very, very good. Uh, um, yeah, British Paints, hey? Yeah, see, yes. I grew up with that too. Same. I, I know so many things that I'd love to be singing right now, like Time Kangaroo, but you can't. Yeah. I know, it's, I know. I mean, the way that they start um, articles about Rolf is, mm. you know, pedophile entertainer. Mm. Yeah. And that's never a good way to start an article. No. Uh, no. I mean, this is the Australia's Daily Telegraph reporting, and I know that telly is terrible, but still, in this case, they're probably pretty much on the money because this sort of crap they're usually pretty good with. Um, because they even love on to the Even on the ABC it. News... It's the same. Yeah. The first, very first paragraph is the family of disgraced former, former entertainer and convicted pedophile, Rolf Harris, has revealed he died nearly two weeks ago, three weeks now, yeah. Um, yeah. at the age of 93. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, look, absolutely, absolutely right. And he was jailed for five years for 12 indecent assaults on four underage girls. Um, yeah. And, excuse me, in 2017... He was um, still in jail and he was put on trial for a second time for more indecent assaults on teenage girls, but the jurors failed to reach a verdict. Right. Um, and the other thing about Tommy Kangaroo Downsward as well mm. is I believe that came from an indigenous song. All oh, right. That what I did not know. isn't yeah, and and he he definitely edited the lyrics mm. um, to 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 come up with Tommy Kangaroo Downsport. There's a there's a bit of a history there. If he was obviously a better person, I would probably go into the history, but I'm not going mm. to do that. I mean, I I'm, I do not find it hard. I there's no. There's no sitting on one side, go, oh, no, he's a good person. But no, you can't do all those, you know, you can't do that much uh, criminal activity, um, especially against uh, minors, et cetera, mm. and, and still be a good person. But you can have a body of work that actually was very good, and I'm separating mm. the work from the person. From the person, And he yeah. actually was a good artist. Um, and contrary to the chaser, I think he was a very good wobble board player. Mm. And I remember him doing um, Stairway to Heaven years ago on oh, yeah, that's a, right. a, a show with Andrew Denton, which was yes. really good. Yeah, so, right. yeah. So, so those sort of things. He, I mean, he did. He had real talent and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just... I'm not even going to use the word shame, but it's pretty terrible mm. how he how he ended up. But it's interesting because he still says that um, that the truth hasn't fully come out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, we're never going to know apart from yeah. the fact of him being convicted and so much evidence and blah blah. And it's I just find it sad that. Someone who I grew up with and um, I did revere for a long time and really enjoyed watching, etc., has you know uh, a side that's just horrible and destroys lives. So mm. you know, 
But, uh, yeah. but anyway, he died at 93 this week. Yeah. But on a better news, Wentzy, what you got? Yeah. Um, Tina well, Arena. Not, not good that she died. No, Tina no. T- Tina Turner. Not Tina Arena. Yes. No. Still no. well and yes. truly alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Newsflash, <laughs> Tina Arena is definitely not dead. Anyone Tina Arena is not show, dead. Correct, correct. We did Even not though- say that. It is not true. That is what I read when I first saw <laughs> Tina Turner. The first Tina that came to mind was Tina Arena. I don't know why. <laughs> that's but, that, that. That would be uproar. That's ter- I mean, Tina yes. Turner's bad enough, but she was eighty-three, and you know, as you're about to allude to, had, mm. um, different things happening. But yeah, yeah. Well, she was the queen of rock and roll. Um, obviously, came um, uh, had. Troubles with her original partner, um, Ike Turner, I think his name was. Um, he was quite abusive. So, yeah, she moved on from him um, back in the day. And But, yeah, she made a big name of herself in the rock and roll industry, played with the likes of Mick Jagger um, and, and other famous people. But, yeah, she, she died peacefully after a long illness in Switzerland. Well, you know, um, in 1991, mm-hmm. she was inducted into the Hall of Fame right. with with Ike Turner. Mm-hmm. And then in, I think it was 2021, she was inducted again as a solo artist. Ah, as her own, on her own. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. That would have to be and the first time that's ever happened, where someone's yeah, gone in twice. I, I believe so, and apparently she's the first black, first black woman artist, I believe, ever to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. I believe. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, she did break some um, ground um, during her career, which is quite amazing and great voice. And I still can't forget uh, Thunderdome, and she was in the movie, and yeah, she was, she was great. Well, she was also the face of rugby league for a while with yes. uh, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah, that's right. Um, they did that simply the best because I think she did simply the. I don't know. I can't remember if Jimmy Barnes and her did simply the best as a duet. That's how it came out, or she did it as a single, and then they did it as a duet for the rugby mm. league. I can't remember. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. But it was a good song. I was listening to Jimmy Barnes um, just the other day talking about. Um, Tina Turner actually and he mm. was just saying one how much of an impressive performer she was but just mm. how much of a beautiful person she was at the same yeah. time um, and it was quite funny because he was talking about the rugby league and he was saying that um, they asked him to sing with Tina and that he mm. said they paid him an embarrassingly large amount of money he said, which oh, was wow. very funny because mm. to sing with Tina Turner he would have paid them so, um, so yeah, so he was, yeah, he was, he was pretty chuffed about that. Mm. Um, just on the Tina Turner. Now I, um, came across something just the other day that I found, mm. um, quite interesting. Um, now, you know, the, um, uh, the dance that comes to mind when you think of Tina Turner is the private dancer. No, it's not. You need to get your mind out of the gutter. Because um, that no. was one of her songs. It was, yes. But we're not talking about prostitutes on this show. 
It, no. The dunce was the nut bush. Nothing to do with nuts. Yes. No. Nut bush <laughs> city limits. Nut bush city tell limits. Tell me more. Tell me more. I will tell you more. It's, 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 this is not a um, – this is not Greece. I will tell okay. you more. Um, <laughs> was released 50 years ago but remains well-known to Australians. And the reason that it does is because the song was a little old town in uh, Tennessee – um, but um, in 1973, the Nutbush limits in her honour, but she didn't create the moves as far as anyone knows, which is, which is interesting. She never Ooh. created the dance. So right. the, the um, information that I have about the dance is that apparently there was a dance called the Madison back in uh, the 70s, I believe, an American dance called the Madison. And um, and John Stratton, an adjunct professor at University of South Australia School of Creative Industries, has investigated where that dance came from. Mm. And he found that uh, the New South uh, Welsh Education Department or someone in it came up with this, as I say, Madison dance, but they couldn't do it properly. So it ended up being the nutbush, as it were. And the reason that they came up with this dance is because mm. it was meant to be like a physical education thing. Right, for yeah. New South Wales education. Yeah, for the kids, yeah. for, for PE. Right. So what I've got here is the – I'm going to see if I can play it. I might not be able to with our um, internet. We'll just see how we go. Um, see if it plays, see what happens. Oh, okay, it's going to do that. Um, okay, that's not going to work. Buffering. Buffering. No. No, it's not buffering. It's just not. It's not playing. So I will put the I will put the playing. Uh, I will put the link in. But the interesting thing is, um, with the, the the legs, the legs are similar to Nutbush, and you can sort of mm -hmm. see them move and cross, etc. But you can also see they're yeah. quite complex compared to the Nutbush. So, right. um, which is just like kick a leg out, kick a leg out, mm. pull a leg to the side. Whereas these are like crisscross, a bit of sort of flow, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So they right. just go, I can't do that. So it ended up being the numbers, <laughs> which I, I find uh, I, I find pretty cool. I wish. I can't uh, wait I to see the original one. Yeah, go Yes, on. I will. Um, so that's Tina, best legs in the business. She would be mm. over 50 there. She yeah. would easily be over 50. And, yeah, she's definitely best legs in the business. Unbelievable. Mm. So, so fit all the time. Um, I wonder what she, I wonder what her exercise regime was, not just on, yeah. um, on, on stage, but, um, mm. and here we have some nutbush embraces. Hey, good old Birdsville. Just around the yeah. corner. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um another another um, interesting tidbit yes. about about tina arena is um, no, pun intended. no. <laughs> her 1988 show in rio de janeiro drew that's in brazil for those playing at home um drew 180,000 people which remains one of the largest concert audiences for any single performer so can you imagine that almost 200,000 people really Yep. 180,000. The MCG holds, what, 110? Uh, yeah, maybe. but And that's that's people, like, nearly jumping over the edge mm. to stay on. Yeah, 
Yeah. So what? Where was this? Where was this hundred and eighty thousand? Rio de Janeiro. So I'm not sure which stadium that'll be, but oh, that's yeah, that's my question. Jesus, what yeah. stadium holds two hundred thousand people? Yeah, I know. Well, I guess they would have crammed them in in a country like Brazil. They wouldn't have cared about yeah, um, OHMS and all that stuff. No, they'll have them under chairs and um, wherever they can stick them yeah. in. On no, people's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Maracanã? Is it Maracanã Stadium? I have. I oh, Mercana. Mercana? Yeah, Macarena. What's it called? Uh, Macarena. Maracanã, I think, is the stadium. I reckon, because oh, that's okay. their famous one. Right, okay. Record attendance, 199,000. What was that for? That is crazy. Jeez. Uh, that's probably for Jimmy Barnes and Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah. So Jim, Jimmy would have brought in 40,000. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Tina, uh, Tina, here I am saying it again, Tina Turner would have been 160, no, 180. Yes. Yeah. So I will drop a couple of links in the show notes uh, for this because there's a couple of nice little links um, for the Nutbush. You can see that that's a whole Dufton Primary School. Uh, does in, Dufton is, yes, it is in Melbourne. It's uh, in Dandenong Way. It's probably about 25, 30 clicks from where I live. And, uh, yeah, as you can see, the whole school is doing the Nutbush, as it were. So, um, yeah, so a bit of fun there. I just wish I could uh, play the vids, but uh, at the moment, until I totally refresh this network, I'm a bit mm. I thought you were going to say you wish you could um, show us your moves. Uh, well, I, I could. I could. <laughs> I, I, I used to be added to the nutbush. I can't remember it now. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. But, um, Mind you, I was, at the, um, I was at our school um, trivia night that we had on Saturday night and the quiz master had um, done a competition where winners, the captains went to the we, front. We speak, we speak good English on this show. Oh, we do. We do. And I haven't even had beer tonight. Um, yeah. So the quiz master got the captains up to the front, gave them each piece of paper on each piece of paper were four dancers, but not all the same. And so they then said, okay, um, now we're doing the Macarena. So the people, the tables that had Macarena all stood up, did the Macarena. Then there was the chicken dance. And then there was um, the Charlton and a bunch of others. So you'd see people stand up, do their dance while everyone's watching and having a laugh. It was quite funny. It's very well done. <laughs> it's, it sounds very good. So that was the quiz night you were talking about on the show a few, a few weeks ago. Correct, correct. It's finally over. Still got a bit of tidying up to do now that it's over. Tie up loose ends and things like that. But yes, finally it's over. Uh, can relax till next year. Was it was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 220 people attended. Prizes were given. Nice. Food and drinks. Uh, Did you raise money? Or... Don't know the final figure, uh, but it would probably be five figures at this stage so we'll see nice yeah. nice that sounds that sounds very good five figures yeah. wow yeah that's 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 good and so, and uh 
Where does the money go? Uh, it's all for the PNC of Intrapilly State High School, where our kids go to. So uh, yes, okay. it's for that. So Excellent. it's actually going to go to solar-powered water bubblers because there's not enough water bubblers at the kids' school. So we want that yeah. in before summer this year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That sounds awesome. That sounds very yeah. Because that's a public school, isn't it? It is a public school, state school, correct. So many of them are underfunded, so that's mm. good. That's very, very yep. good. Okay, well, that's yeah. your lot, people, tonight. Uh, thanks, as always, uh, Wincy. Uh, pleasure's always mine, and it's always um, fun having guests on the show and having our our host, you, Keely. Yes, well, Great. thanks uh, very much, uh, Dan, uh, for having the time tonight. That was brilliant. Uh, we'll cut that up a bit. And as usual, I'm sure Dan will send me uh, some of this audio as well. But um, that's your lot, people, tonight. Uh, Thanks very much for uh, listening uh, on the pod or viewing on the bod, as it were. Mm. Uh, Yeah, we we are just uh, struggling through uh, different little internet (laughs) issues at the moment. But but hang in there. It's going to get better. It is going to get better because I'm going to make sure it is. Anyway, it's not for me. Hello. Yes, right. what Wincy said. What Wincy said. Blurtstar, gmail.com, Twitter, Twitter at Blurt News and uh, Substack. Was it? Uh, what, what, uh, new Blurt, new blurt Substack. Substack.com. Com. And the pod is out on Monday usually. So look out for it in your best right. or worst podcast app. We will right. see you next week. All right. Adios. See you, Wincy. Ciao. The new Blurred is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstarter, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's uh, blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass production. It's brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.